Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Tuesday, the 24th day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me, and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my wickedness. Create me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, you freely forgive those who, as David of old, acknowledge and confess their sins. Create in us pure hearts and wash away all our sins in the blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by his Son. When you go out to war against your enemies and the Lord your God hands them over to you and you take them captive, suppose you see among the captives a beautiful woman whom you desire and want to marry, and so you bring her home to your house. She shall shave her head pare her nails, discard her captive's garb, and shall remain in your house a full month, mourning for her father and mother. After that you may go into her and be her husband, and she shall be your wife. But if you are not satisfied with her, you shall let her go free and not sell her for money. You must not treat her as a slave, since you have dishonored her. Sometimes in Scripture we find a vision of God's kingdom. In those visions, we see the relationship between God and human beings repaired, in human relationships restored, and the whole creation set right. We can catch a glimpse of that kind of world when we imagine what the world would be like were all to live up to the fullest expectation of the Ten Commandments. We do fall short of the glory of God. But we can imagine a world where people do not just say no to sin, but actively pursue righteousness before God and for the sake of each other. At other times we can find 
we can only imagine we find, at other times we find what we can only imagine are are the first steps toward that vision not a place where the world is set right but the world a little less horrible this is not a distinction that is made by modern bible scholars or those trying to skirt around scriptures but actually by jesus himself one time Jesus was asked if it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife. Jesus asked what it said in the law. The person responded that Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce. Jesus responded that that particular provision was written only to curb men's hard-heartedness and refusal to love faithfully according to God's original intent. The statutes regarding divorce do not express God's will or desire for human relationships, but instead are God's way of limiting the damage caused by human sin and hard-heartedness. So when we come across a passage like the one that we just read this morning, we have to stop and ask ourselves, what is God trying to accomplish among human beings through these laws? And a good clue on that road to discovery is to look at what this ordinance looks to prevent. It looks to protect women, enemy women, as a matter of fact, from being just another spoil of war. It acknowledges that this woman, who is on the other side of the battle line, is nevertheless still a human being and connected to a family. She is somebody's daughter, and now she has lost everything. It also prevents the man who captured her and brought her into his house from selling her as a slave or treating her as a slave in his house. She will either be his wife or she will be set free. And maybe what is most chilling about these statutes is that in the end they still treat women as property, and that because of that we can imagine how much worse it might be, or it must have been, if these, if these statutes make things just a little less horrible. Yet we can also imagine a world where there's no need for a law like this. It is not always a bad thing to discover something in Scripture that we can no longer relate to because human beings have discovered that there is more we can do to treat each other with love and respect that God intends us to show one another. By God's grace and mercy, we now believe in our hearts that no human being can be or should be owned by another, treated as property, even though we find these very things spoken of and even regulated in God's law. Nevertheless, these very acts are, in fact, abhorrent to God. And save for human hard-heartedness, God would have done away with them long, long ago. So maybe the benefit of reading and discussing, discussing these ancient statutes and ordinances might just be in helping us to imagine the world as God would truly have it, not just as it is. Are there laws in this country that make no sense in light of God's kingdom? Are there laws that protect people from actions and behaviors that could lead us to imagine how life might be different, to contemplate not just what the law prohibits, but what we might actively do or ask the Holy Spirit to do and change in us and in our hearts so that these laws are no longer necessary and one day become incomprehensible. I think that's what St. Paul means when he says that there is no law against love. And thousands of years ago, I'm sure that a sensitive child of God wondered if it just wasn't better more righteous before God, and more loving to our neighbor, to simply not go and raid the neighboring village. We do not need laws to protect prisoners in a world where there is no war.
in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially the people, the leaders, the ministries of St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people and countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.